What is a living life form? Science tells us that it is a thing that moves around for a while, forward eats, reverse eats, and then stops moving and falls apart into a sequence of piles. Every life form on the planet must undertake a unique journey, fraught with sound and fury, pignifying nothing. From the first undulations of our riboflavic acids to the cellular divisual of the burgeoning zygote, our formation is determined by our gynetics. But what, dear scientists, if you could take the microscopic twists and lozenges that made you who you are and plug them up into somebody else's bumber shoot? This is the basis for a controversial avenue of biostrophy known as cloning. 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 In today's episode of Blaster Podcast, we tackle the controversial subject of clones. We'll explore what they is, how it's done, and what you can do to get in on the ground floor of this money-making opportunity. Do you have a snout for success, the guts for bucks, the sigmoid colon for big boy Roland? Well then stay tuned, because we're going to clone you like you've never been cloned. identical twins and tentacled men's, and welcome to episode 22 of Blastro Podcast! Today we are graciously graced by a man of many talents. He's an actor, an improviser, a video game motion capture body fighting person, and the host of the Nerd Outcast Podcast. Please save it up and then release it for our guest, Chris Bashan! Chris Welcome to the Blastro Podcast. Hi, uh, hi, it's hi, hello. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Hello, Chris. Hello. How are you even doing these days? Uh, I'm good. How are you, uh, Detore? I'm welcome. Oh, do you have something right there? Let me just get it. What? <laughs> Ow! Wow, what was that? <laughs> what? You just plucked one of my and hairs. Out the window we go. I've seen multiplicity. Is this going to be like that? Like what? Never mind. All right. So uh, let's not pay attention to the chunk of hair I just wrenched from your skull, and let's get into the episode. I think Chris. I'm bleeding a little bit. Go ahead. So, Chris, tell us all about yourself. Who are you, and what do you do to yourself? Uh, well, I originate from a small town in Tennessee, and I'm uh, come here. Oh, you're rolling your eyes. I'm here. From, I'm here in Chicago. I'm a local. I have a lazy skull, Chris. Sometimes I... they just flop back in there. You know how the baby dolls. When you try to get them to go to sleep, you just you you hold them uh, vertically. I don't really play with dolls, so I, I don't have children either. So oh. I, you know, I don't. Well, anyway, okay. we have nothing more to discuss. No, we don't. I'm the door sorry. is that way, Chris. All right. I, well, thank you for having me. It's All right, wait, Chris, don't leave. Don't oh. leave me. I'm terribly lonely. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Hello, you're back. So you come from a tiny town called Tennessee. Yes, a small town in Tennessee called Tennessee. Um, and I'm an actor here in Chicago. I've done voiceover. I've done uh, motion capture work in video games. I've been on stage, film, commercial work. I kind of do it all. I'm a weird little renaissance man, so. I'm a weird little renaissance man, too. You are a little strange. <laughs> you know, that laughter. You're just staring off in a certain direction. It kind of creeps me out. The direction is towards the future. Ah. Chris. You are a man of the arts, then. Yes. Not a man of the science. Uh, well, I enjoy science, um... Uh, but yeah, to to get back to your first point, I, I'm a man of the arts. I have a theater degree, 
I performed about town, I.O. and Second City. I don't know if you've heard of those places. Oh, so. uh, yes, I have heard of such things. They do comical interludes, yes, for the nobles? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you could describe it as that. And yeah. you've performed at them? Yes, I have. What was it like? Um, it was real, it was real fun. I, I mean, I, I don't want to explain, I guess, too much about improvisation, but improvisational comedy is uh, really a, a joy to watch. And sketch comedy, I feel, when done right, is also equally as joyous. What about so, when it's done wrong? Uh, when it's wrong, it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, all wrong things, you know, all wrong things can be pretty bad, so. Except drinking. Drinking's okay. Even when it's wrong? Nah, it's probably bad when it's wrong, too. Uh, just for the uh, internet audience, if you guys are hearing some weird uh, hissy noises we were talking about earlier, it's just my steam radiators. Yeah, that's a little weird. Is it weird? Can you not turn that off? I can't. I have absolutely no control over what the are you a doc- system. What, but what are you a doctor of? I'm a detore of uh, science. Radiators aren't science, Chris. Well, what are they, magic? No, no, they're not magic. That doesn't make sense. Radiators are uh, ephemeral. They're uh, entities of steam. They're from the elements. I'm surprised you didn't know that. <laughs> that sounds like D&D magic. Do you what? In what? Never mind. All right. Never mind. Agree to disagree. Anyway, Crips. Chris? It's Chris. Chris. It's yes. Chris. Yes. It's Dottore. Hi. 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 We are here in the pod chambre to discuss many of things. Okay. Number one, we know you're a talented performing man. Yes. You do improvs. Yes. You do sketch comedies. Yes. You do series of actings? I have done series of actings. I've done uh, motion capture work in video games, which is probably the nerdiest thing I've done. Ever? Uh, um, <laughs> what about your Yoda costume nerd- as a child? The nerdiest thing I've gotten paid to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, and for those in the listening audience, I, I did some work on Injustice as the Joker, if you guys know the Joker. Whoa, whoa, slow down. Yes. You did Injustice to the world? Yes, I did. Chris, here at Buster Podcast, we stand for justice. We're crazy about justice. Well, that's great then. That's good. But Wait, you... no, that's bad because I did it in justice. You did it in justice. What is in ju- what is in Hustus? Uh, in Hustus is a, uh, a video game from the makers of Mortal Kombat, which I also worked on mm-hmm. for you kids in the audience. Injustice is a video, James. Yes, it's a video, James. Okay. Yeah. So you hit a ball with a paddle in this, James, and then it's like, oh, you did bad. Now a guilty man gets to walk free. You've been injusticed. Sure. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Like To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. I did motion capture work for To Kill a Mockingbird also. Really? Yes. (laughs) Were you Boo Radley? I was Boo Radley. Yeah. A lot of good motion (laughs) cap in that. I did. Uh, So, and you played the, you played the hoker in, in Injustice. I played Joker. It's very important. Joker. Joker. Why is it just, why not the, uh, the, the word before that? Well, a jo- the Joker is a really brilliant criminal mastermind created by DC. A hooker is the world's oldest profession. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I wasn't talking about hookers. Oh, okay, I was great. talking about the hooker. Oh, you just had a weird... I'm, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. It's no. my, my accente. I okay. come from uh, Bologna, Italy. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to pin down that dialect. Don't so. try to pin me, baby. I am shaped like a pincushion, okay. but you're not going to like what comes out when you... If you prick me, I will bleed. That's Shakespeare. What's Shakespeare? Never mind. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, so you played uh, the jerker. Yes. The jerker. Sure. I was the jerker. <clears throat> what was it like to play such a beloved character of a comic bush? Uh, it was really awesome. Uh, for research, I had to actually just go through and read a bunch of uh, older uh, Batman stories. I got to read The Killing Joke, watch some Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, all the nerdiest research that you could think of is what I got to do. And then hopefully embody that to uh, everybody's satisfaction. Uh, I mean, specifically, motion capture is really the uh, just putting on those suits with all those little balls on them and then 
providing the movement of the characters. So it's kind of like Golem in Lord of the Rings, Andy Serkis. What? Oh, that you just said a lot of things. I did. Andy's Serkis in the Lord in the Rings. In Are the... you familiar with Lord of the Rings? I am the Lord of the Rings. The Rings of Education, you see. Do you Ring okay. number 1, writing. Ring number 2, Mathematicules. Do you know who Gollum is? Gollum? Yeah. He's a stone man. He's made of rock. Uh, he was in He-Man, yes? I've done some other things too. Okay. <laughs> so you, okay, you put on a ball suit. Yeah, you put on you, a ball suit. And you watch cartoons. You put on a ball suit and there's basically like uh, maybe 50 cameras that are all thousands of dollars taking pictures of you. Okay, enough yeah. of trying to impress me with your big <laughs> money. You know, I can find a $50 camera too, Chris. I just choose not to. All right, all right. Yeah. yeah. So you're like a catamari of expensive uh, cameras collecting balls all over your body. Wait, that video game you know. What video game? Katamari Demarcy. What did you just call me? Never mind. All right. Anyway, you did motion uh, chapter. Uh-huh. You did serious of play. Yes. You did comedy of play. I even did Shakespeare once upon a time. You did him? Yes. No, how, I didn't How do- was he? <laughs> <laughs> me thinks he doth protest too much. <laughs> uh, he was He was a good time. I feel... Yes, yeah. Shakespeare was enjoyable. It's also where I met a good friend of mine. Who your friend is? Mark Sola. Oh, God, I hate that idiot roommate! Oh, Mark is so great. Did you know that he's my idiot roommate? He is my wingman who hasn't left the airbase. What are, okay, what are you saying when you say that? <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark, uh, like, if in a, in a tense situation or when you're flirting with a nice young lady in a sure. bar... Oh, I know is, how to do that. Yeah. Can you provide an example of how you would do that? Sure. Okay, let's suppose I walk up to a bard okay. and I see a nice young lady there. Okay. I'll say, how many of ducats must I pay to purchase you from your father or husband? And then she'll get, you know, she'll quote me a figure in two to six business weeks. And then uh, I show up if, if everything seems to work out, you know, I'll check her in, in her mouth, make sure there's no like small colonies in there. And then I'll go over to her uh, village house. Speak with the elder, of course. Uh, pay him his uh, indulgences. Uh, question, yes. question. Now, this is how you flirt now in 2014? Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, please don't interrupt. Sorry. Uh, once I have picked the lock to her domicile, uh, I'll gently smother any children she might have. Because you see, Chris, it's it's not moral. It's just a, a genetic imperative. I need to pass my genres along. I can't just clone myself. <laughs> uh, then, uh, once I have uh, uh, gotten the husband out of the way, uh, with either a uh, uh, quick trick out the window and down onto the, the hayloft, uh, wh- which is lying below, I wouldn't want to kill the man, of course, that would be a crime, uh, I will simply uh, masquerade as though I was the man himself and lay myself down next to the maiden. You could be the worst wingman I have ever met. I'm not your wingman. No, you're not. I mean, you would shoot me down. I would... Ch- really? Yeah. Because I'm like a World War Two fighter pilot, like Snorpy. Sure. Yeah. Like who? Snorpy. Who's Snorpy? You know, from the car- popular cartoon by Charles Schultz, called Peanuts. Peanuts. Mark is great. I think Mark is great. Ugh. Again with this Mark guy. So, he's your wingman who never left Earth. <laughs> he's my wingman who never left the airbase. But here's, here's my question. I'm still wondering what that means. Here's my question. Sure. Why, why do you... Know- it seems that you have a little tense relationship with him. Yes, indeed. Okay, I accidentally bowed up his apartment. You boned up his apartment? Oh, yeah, I boned it up, big time. What does that mean? When you explode it. Oh, okay. And there's, like, guests over. Okay. It gets boned up hardcore. Like, that's... some of those bones don't come out of the wall. They're... That's a really strange phrase that you may want to not always use that one, but go ahead. Look, I'm a doctor. True. I'll True. use whatever I want. Do you have your PhD on the wall that I could maybe look at? I don't have a FUD. Okay. I have an official de certificate. Okay. 
Anyway, Chris, yes. if that is your name, mm-hmm. trying to, to hack down my academic credits... Like some sort of a Minecraft squareman? I've never played Minecraft, so I don't... Oh, well, I guess it's too nerdy for the big cool guy. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not Star Trek Next Generation, so... So, okay, uh, you want to know the uncanny history of me and my idiot roommate? Uh, so I would hang out with him on occasion, you know, I'd be like... Like, he would, like, come home from his job, and he'd be tired, and he'd go out to the bar, and I'd see him, and I'd take him in the parking lot and punch him as hard as I could. And then, uh, I accidentally bowed up his apartment... And uh, then he had to move in here, into the pod chamber. <laughs> but how did you guys meet? How did we meet? Yeah. Uh, I just saw him around. Okay. You know, like he'd be at work and I'd just kind of appear in a flash and then go away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I met, I met Mark through Shakespeare, so. Through Wilhelm Shakespeare? Yes. Mr. Shakespeare introduced us. Whoa, you're old. I look great for my age, I've been told. Do so. you drink Unicron blood? I... <laughs> Yes, I do. I do drink Unicron blood. Of course, I yeah. hear that actors are have loose morals and do things like that. We do. That's why you must bury them at a crossroads with a stake through their heart. Yes. Yeah. I've conveniently separated my soul into seven pieces, so I'm safe right now. <gasps> You're Horkix? Yes. Oh, my God. Hey, do you have one in a ring? My cell phone is one. Your cell phone is one? <laughs> so what do you do when you have to upgrade your cell phone? Um, I can never upgrade my cell phone. Oh, that's that's one of the problems with putting your Hortux into, like, a piece of technology that might get out, out outmoded. I did not think that through. Nope. Nope. You know, actors, they're always living in the moment. That's true. They're that not thinking. True. Never. Always their heads in the moment. But yes, as Yoda would say, yes. Mm-hmm. Never thinking about where they are. Hmm? Nope. Yep. What they were doing. Yep. Yes. 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 I see what you're doing. What was I doing? A little Empire Strikes Back, you know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so you know my idiot roommate through a Shakespeare play. Yes. This took a long time to establish that. It did, and it was the Merchant of Venice, for those who are wondering. I was a Merchant of Venice once. Oh, really? Peru, yes. <laughs> I used to sell merchants. You sold merchants? I used to sell merchants, <laughs> Isn't yes. that, so you were in slave trading? Well, I wouldn't call it slave trading. It was a volatile market, of course. Uh, you have a disreputable countenance about you, sir. Now listen, you high and mighty man. <laughs> I didn't ask for your judgment. I just asked for your guestery on Blaster Podcast episode 22. All about cloning. Yeah, well, cloning. 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 Are we going to... Oh, to... you didn't say it right. Oh, so you didn't gonna... say it right, so we're not real clones. Clone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was close. We almost got cloned. Yes. Chris. Yes. One final thing before I kick you out of the pod chamber. All right. In addition to being an acting man on uh, Ball Suit and on stage of Shakespeare and on comedy, you also have your own podcast. I do, yes. You have your own sort of pod chamber situation. Yes. What is that all about, buddy? Um, it's called the Nerd Outcast Podcast. Um, we are friends with the Blastro Podcast. I'm sure you are. And <laughs> I've never been invited onto the Nerd Outcast pod sauce. Um, essentially, the, the Nerd Outcast podcast is, uh, 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 our format is we choose a topic, uh, video games, movies, comic books, uh, essentially any nerdy topic, and I bring in a panel of experts, people who feel they can talk with confidence about that topic, and then I'll bring on an outcast, someone who doesn't know about it or disagrees with it, um, and then we'll chat for a while about given subject. Really, it's just an excuse to talk about nerdy things we all love and bring nerds together, and it's a fun time, so. It's just like a big nerd hug. It's a big nerd hug, You yeah. get a cloud of nerds together, and they rub their nerds all over each yes. other. Mark, my friend Mark has been on the podcast. He's not my friend. He's my idiot roommate. Chris! Yes. Nerd Outcast Podcast. Yes. Uh, pretty good, huh? Yeah. Well, we've had uh, discussions on aliens, 
the movie Ridley Scott's. Or, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. We did talk about Ridley Scott's Alien. We uh-huh. then talked about James Cameron's Aliens. Uh-huh. We talked about Green Lantern, Futurama, uh-huh. Star Trek Next Generation, uh-huh. all sorts of nerdy subjects. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So I would, if you enjoy this podcast, you might find something over All right, shut up about plugging it. (laughs) Chris. Yes. We've learned quite a bit about you. Sure. But you know what we haven't learned about? You? Chris, I'm like an encyclopedia that never ends. I don't know what that means. Like a sexy encyclopedia. Please don't say it like that. (laughs) Yeah. Look at this. Oh. (laughs) Don't show me such things. And you just learned something about Detore. I did. Chris. How can it be that shaped? (laughs) We learned a bit about you. Okay. But, unless you've just caroled out from under a rock, you're probably aware that here on Blaster Podcast, we don't just hastefully dive into our subject matter without undertaking an essential primer lesson in shame. And it is with that admirand that we shall begin the episode 22 All About Cloning Lightning Round Review, brought to you by Pritos, just like Mother used to molt. Chris! Yes. Welcome to the Lightning Round Review. Okay. You know how the Lightning Round Review works? Uh, you ask me questions and I answer them? Correct! Okay. All right, let's get into it. Okay. Question number one. In the movie Multiplicity, Michael Crichton makes clones of himself to get his damn wife and boss off his back. Is this an acceptable use of clowning? Sure. Correct! Question number two. The type of cloning, known as somatic cell nuclear transfer, was used to create Dolly the blank. The sheep. Correct! I would have also accepted the pardon. Question number three. A somatic cell is any cell in the body other than egg cells or blank cells. T cells? Correct! Question number four. Cross-species nuclear transfer could allow scientists to bring extinct monsters back to life. What brings you back to life after a long, hard day, my little monster? Merlot? Correct! Question number five. If my evil clone shaves his goatier and we look identical and he takes a hostage, who do you shoot? Bender? Correct! Well, clone congratulations, Chris. You've passed the lightning round review with flying cutlets. As a prize, you've won a signed copy of Queer Eye for the Nuclei, a helpful how-to book on decorating your cell walls and keeping your organelles looking full and fabulous. Thank you. Cristobal. Hello, Dottore. Hello, Dottore. Welcome back to the episode about cloning. Yes. Chris, we have barely scratched the surface of cloning. No, I thought we were going to talk about that. We haven't talked about it. I know we haven't talked about it. It's time to talk about it. All right. Chris, what is a clone? Uh, well, clones are essentially just organisms that are uh, genetic copies. Uh, I mean, they, they have identical DNA, essentially. They're organisms? Yes. They have identical DNA? They have identical DNA. What is a DNA for the laymen in the audience that have never heard of a DNA? Um, it's essentially the makeup of your genetic material. I don't know if that really... The makeup? Yes. Like the eyeliner? No, it's, it's essentially the blueprint or the, the way you were designed, I guess. By the righteous hand of the divine Lord? Yes, by the great frog in the clouds. So, okay, DNA mm-hmm. is the instructions yes. on how to make what you are what you are. Sure, kinda, yeah. Okay, now you said a crone. Yes. Is it is an orgasm? It is an a, organism. Uh huh. It is an organism that is an exact duplicate. Exact duplicate. Yes. No messing around. No messing around. No spots. No right. bots. No cocoa nuts. Right. Right. Because you can have two organisms that are similar, but they're not that genetically they aren't necessarily identical. So right. Cloning produces an identical, and you can have cloning happen naturally, or you can. Make it happen unnaturally. In a laboratory? Yes. <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. Yes. Okay, so is there only one cloning option for me? Or do I have a couple options I can kick around? 
Uh, well, uh, I mean, clones can happen naturally. I mean, that's where identical twins come from. Guar? Yes. Do you have an identical twin? No. I grew up new. Uh, I, I grew up new, uh, knowing uh, twins. I don't know if they were identical, honestly. I, don't think I think there's were. a way to tell. Do well, they look exactly like each other? They looked. They didn't look identical, honestly. Like they were. They looked very similar. So I guess they weren't identical twins. They were probably fraternal twins. Probably. A fraternal yes. flame. This is a song I wrote. Oh, nice. Thank you. Do you have an album? No, okay. I have albumin. I wasn't gonna buy it. Wow. Last episode with Chris Basham. Aww. Chris, teach me about clones. Okay, you said they can happen nationally. Uh, by the righteous hand of Mother Natura. So, uh, twins. I, I, yes. Identical twins. Yes. How can that happen? Uh, it essentially happens when a, a embryo splits uh, while it's still within the body. So an embryo is like the egg with some stuff in it? Yes. I mean, it's the, the embryo is the egg and the sperm coming <laughs> together. <laughs> yes, I said sperm. Yeah. Coming together. Uh, and they split within a few days of being together oh because they can't stand each other and they're like we yes. shouldn't have moved in so quick right. no we no actually it's more like we're so awesome let's go on a double date and so then they split they split yes into and suddenly anything. there's two of the same embryos well, okay okay so wait a minute so egg egg plus sperm yes. makes an albino Yes. And then a twin yes. is when that albino, which is growing stronger, all mm-hmm. of a sudden splits into two. Yes, two albinos. Two albinos, yes. same great that taste. That will grow into full organisms that are then identical. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so that's a way that nature can make uh, a crone. Yes, uh, that's nature's laboratory. Nature's laboratory yes. is the human pelvis. Yes. So, okay, can a scientist make one of these twinsies in his own lab for fun times? Well, uh, yeah, they can make it happen, yeah. I wrote a book called Little Twimmen. Yeah? Yeah. What's it about? It's about Louise de Romay Alcott and how she makes albinos. <laughs> Did not sell very well. Markedly specific. I'm not a natural author. So, Crips, you talk about twinning. Are there any other more unnatural ways to make clones? <laughs> there is, but I don't know if I should talk about talk it. Talk about it. Uh, there's some really ethical gray Come area. On. Okay. Come on. Uh, uh, it, technically, it's called somatic cell nuclear transfer. Enough with the mambo jumbo. All right, all right. Oh, okay. Uh, Do you know what a somatic cell is? Of course, I know what a somatic cell is. I'm a man of science. What is it? Somatic. Uh, so it's uh, like psychosomatic addict insane. Break the pressure. Come play my game. I'll test you. Okay, you're kind of way off. Well, okay, somatic. Somatic. That's a sleepwalker, right? No. Okay, a somatic cell is any cell in the body other than the sperm and egg. No laughter. <laughs> All right, a somatic cell is any cell that is not those things that I mentioned. It's a, a somatic cell is any cell in the baudoir that is not an edge or a sperm. Well, do you know why we have sperm and egg? <laughs> For fun? Yes. For breakfast. Well, sperm and eggs only have... <laughs> sperm and eggs <laughs> only have half the uh, set of chromosomes. Hence why men and women need to get together to produce new life forms. So my sperm only has half of the story. Correct. And you need to find an egg that it has needs the to other half. Bite into an egg and share its tail. Have you ever had a girlfriend to Tori? No. I've had myself to Tori. I've never had a girlfriend to Tori. Oh, you're That'd trying to weird. divide with yourself. Of course. Oh, uh, that doesn't work very well. I'm very divisive. Okay. Well, somatic cell has uh, the complete sets of chromosomes. Ah, it has the, the full... collected works of Tori. Yes. It has the full genetic blueprint. 
Okay. Yes. So a somatic cell is not a sperm. It's not an edge, but it has everything you need. Yes. So a somatic cell, nuclear. Does that mean there's a little rocket inside of my cell? Kind of. Yeah. Essentially, you take the nucleus of one uh, cell and you pull it out. Oh, does it hurt? Maybe. Are are the nerve endings that small that it could hurt? There have never been complaints. Oh, good. Yes. And then you put in the new nucleus. The new nucleus. Yes. And then you take that and you put it in a new surrogate mother or whatever you wish. So wait a minute. Take Okay. You take nucleus out of cell number one. Yes. And you take a egg and then suck nucleus out of egg. And put nucleus from cell number one into egg. Yeah, yeah. You take the you take you essentially pull the nucleus out of the egg cell, and you put in your own nucleus. Yes. Yes. Slowly. So and then you put. Oh, sorry. Right. So for instance, like Dolly the sheep. So they take Dolly sheep. So they take Dolly. All right, and they have her genetic material. They Wait, have she's her... not Dolly yet. She's her mom. They take Dolly number one. The Dolly Lama. Yes. Dolly. They they take Dolly Primus. They take Dolly Primus, and they take her genetic material. They find embryo. Embryo, a, a fertilized I mean, they, egg. They find. Yes. Is this your first science, Chris? No, it's not. So they take yeah. Dolly's mom. Yes. Take out a nucleus from her. Mm-hmm. They take a, an egg right. from a different animal. Yes. And they pull the nucleus out of that. Correct. And what then they put next? in Dolly's genetic material. So now you have all the information that you need when it grows up into a new Dolly. Oh. And they'll take that and put it in a surrogate mother. Okay. Yes. So they make essentially a twin, a clone of Dolly Primus. Yes. And it gets born in as a baby, but it has the exact same genetic material as Dolly Primus. Yes. And it is called Dolly the Sheep. Yes. That's amazing. I don't know if it has the same uh, attitudes or behavior as the original. No, because it's growing up in a new time. True. This one likes hip hop and its mom likes uh, R&B. It depends if you subscribe subscribe to Nature or Nurture. I subscribe to both of them. I'm a scientist. I'm published in both of those scientific journals. Well, they're both on iTunes. Thank you. Yes. So, Cristobal, I like this. Uh, was Dolly of sheep uh, as good as regular sheep? Um, she at first was. Thank you. Uh, she did not live as long as normal sheep live. Guar? Yes. Uh, she she passed away at only six years old, if I'm correct. <laughs> which is like 40, 40 in sheep years. Oh. And scientists uh, think that it may have something to do with the cloning process. So, okay, Dolly's sheep did not live as long as regular sheep. No. And they think it might be because she's an evil clone. Not evil, but because she was a clone. Because she was a clone. Yes. Why? Well, it could be a couple of different factors, but one that they kind of think... Have you ever heard of a telomere? A tele-what? A telomere. I have a telephone. <sighs> oh, a telemon. Tele- Gotta catch them all. Telomere. You know the plastic thing at the end of your shoestring that keeps it from unraveling? Yeah, the toothpick. That's what a telomere is. So a shoestring is like the chromosome? Yes, exactly. Every time it divides, your telomere gets a little shorter. The telomere is there to keep it from uh, unraveling, essentially. Oh, but every time it divides, the telomere gets shorter. Yes. More dangerous. Yes. So, what? how come, what does that have to do with the dolly and her early dolly death? Well, the problem with dolly was, at least what scientists claim, I don't know if you can believe those them scientists. Those liberal scientists. Those liberal scientists. Dolly, when she was born, had the uh, adult telomeres essentially like her telomeres were already frayed does oh, that they, make sense so like shorter than a no, baby I, the, yes shorter than a baby shorter than they should have been oh she was convicted in the womb yes <laughs> if you believe that 
I believe it. It could have been dark magic. Dark magic? Yes. <laughs> Do you believe in magic? Hmm. In a young girl's heart? That's a po- in a young girl's heart, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's what scientists believe led to Dolly's premature death. Untimely demise. It could have been the alcohol. Of course. <laughs> she was a Scottish sheep. Yes. Uh, sorry, Scotland. Yes. But, you know, there's not much to do up there other than get crunk. It would be interesting to see... It would be interesting to see if... What would happen if a human was cloned. Oh, Chris! Chris! Well, I I mean, this is an ethical gray area. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into the ethical gray area. I'm afraid I don't know very much about it. No one's cloned a human so far, so maybe it's illegal, I guess. I don't know. Well, we do have twins. We do have twins. We have natural twins. But we don't hunt them down and set them aflame. No, and they don't die prematurely. No. So, okay, so we do have literal clones walking amongst us. Yes. They're not evil. Uh, Okay, what's what's the passion take on this? If, If a scientist made a human clone in a laboratory, and they were like, this clone will be raised by the... The person who it was a clone of, and it'll be raised in a family like a normal person, but we're just doing it to see if science can do it. Do you feel like that's okay? Or well, do you feel like that's an abomination? What's the purpose of cloning? Is this a, like a riddle? Yes. No. To, to see if we can. Is that really all it is, though? Well, you can use of cloning technology for more than just reproductive. You can. Reproductive is uh, easier to do with the old tools of the trade, uh-huh. if you know what I'm saying. I, I hear what you The mean. old sand nobbler. I, I hear what you got. And okay. the wet postage stamp. We don't need to call it any of those things. <laughs> time trials cloning a person might be an issue but let's say your liver is failing it, okay my liver is failing oh your liver is failing my liver is failing we have to get me your liver chris give me your liver i can't why mine's not necessarily compatible with you oh but maybe we could just clone yours that's a good idea yes. i love cloning then cloning may work be a really good idea unless that liver fails in six years but then we could just clone you another one that's right what if my liver mirrors are shorter but i mean there, it would be my age anyway so it's not like i'm gonna True. You know, if, what if my the rest of my body dies and then I have a child, a child genetic liver? That's not. You're not, not gonna, gonna have on. a child, Tatori. It's it's not happening. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I've heard how you flirt with women. I don't. I don't think it's gonna you've happen. You've heard how I flirt, but you've never seen it, Chris. And there's a magic to it. There really there is. There might be. There really is, ladies. <laughs> my liver. Anyway, Chris. Yes. <clears throat> so you're implying that cloning just parts of a human might be useful. Possibly, yeah. What about a brain? Would you clone your brain? Well, I mean, what would you use it for? If you're going to clone the brain, that kind of implies that you want to just go on and clone the whole person, doesn't it? Just a backup it? drive for your prod. <sighs> but you can't necessarily transfer your essence to that new brain. I have a soul gem. I could capture your soul in a soul gem. You play too much Skyrim. It's not Skyrim. It's real science. See episode one of Blaster Podcast. Soul gems? Soul gems. All I right. use a soul gem. All right. I will. I'll look at that. Okay. Okay. So, okay, uh, so you're, you would... You're a man of science, right, Dr. I am the man of science! Okay, as a man of science, you must run into ethical uh, scientific dilemmas all the time. Of course. Okay, so what do you think about cloning? Cloning? I think I'm all for it. Why is that? Because it's science. Uh, because it's science, you're just all for it. Yeah! Well, what if science wanted to build a Death Star? No, well, I'm all for it. And blow up planets? I'm all for it! So you're just all for science. Chris, let me tell you a little something about me. I'm okay. a scientist. I'm a man of science. If you stop doing science, you're not a scientist anymore. You're just a man. And a man is just a beast made of meat. And I eat meat. So if I stop doing science, someone's going to eat me. Do you understand now, Chris? 
There are no holes in your argument. No holes barred. <laughs> Not at all. So, uh, yeah, I think cloning is all right, as long as the clone didn't try to take over my life. Like that one movie, Single White Female. I unfortunately don't know the state of cloning ethics right now. No, nobody does. Is it illegal? I don't know. I'm a scientist. I'm not a man of law. I mean, we had to go to Scotland to clone a sheep, so it must be pretty illegal in the United States. I don't think Americans snuck into Scotland to do the sheep. I think <laughs> that they did it on their own. We just passed it because we're not doing it. We're not doing it. I think some cloning is okay in the U.S. I don't know what the real legislation is. I should have reviewed that before we published this episode. That's all right. Yeah, joke's on you, audience. But the the fear is, what if you clone a person and then you just like take their organs to do whatever you want with them? Yeah, that sounds fun. Sounds like a good idea. We don't want to make a slave race. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because yes. if you clone a person and you don't treat them like a person, if you treat them like a bag of fresh organs, mm. like a cooler with some cold ones in them, that's not going to work out well for that person. Right. Then you're going to feel bad about yourself. I feel multiplicity really handled this situation very uh, adequately. They did, because they treated each clone like a person. Right. Even the clone that wasn't really a person. Right. It's kind of a weirdo. And I think, theoretically, you could take a clone of a clone, and it would be... No, it would probably break down faster. Possibly. If the telomere theory is correct. Because of the telomeres. Yes. That's hard to say. I don't know. I'm just a scientist. I know. Okay, so you think cloning organs might be okay? I think that might be all right. But cloning a whole person and pulling their organs out, not okay. That's a tough call. Because what if your son died in an accident? I have a son. I mean, this is just a hypothetical situation. Let's right. say someone you love died. I, 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 I don't know what that would be like. No. Uh, but it wouldn't matter, because even if you cloned them and brought them back, they wouldn't be the same person that died. That's right. Yeah. They'd be evil this time, and they'd have to hunger for blood. Yes. <laughs> I feel a lot of judgment coming off maybe, of you, Chris. Maybe. That's a lot of judgment from a guy who sets up horcruxes, which we all know you need to murder someone to create. Hey, I never... I don't want to talk Dark about magic. it. Dark magic? I don't want to talk about it. All right. I don't want to talk about it. I plead the fifth. Maybe... Uh, I think cloning for, uh, uh, as far as like organs and whatnot, is very, very helpful. Uh, cloning entire people, I think, would be fascinating, but it's definitely... I don't know. It's a, just a different form of reproduction, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's a less convenient form of reproduction. We do reproduction really well, all by ourselves. Eh, sometimes. I mean, it depends if it's a Friday night and you're drunk, and that girl's kind of attractive, but you haven't been with anyone in a while, so... So what happens? Well... Does your Peters turn inside out? What? Does your Peters turn inside out? Is that what happens with you? Uh, I don't know. I've never been drunk with a girl who's moderately attractive. I don't want to talk about organic cloning. Would you like to see a Peter's turn inside out? No. Have some more of that wine? No, please no. What if we could use cloning to bring back extinct species? Mm. Like Jurassic Park? Just like Jurassic Park. Okay, so Jurassic Park, we can't really be able to do that. Here's the problem. DNA breaks down over time. Mm. With the millions of years that have passed since the age of the dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. uh, we can't really bring them back anymore because their DNA is just uh, chumbi soup. Well, according to Michael Crichton, the god of the nerds, all you have to do is inject current DNA into that old DNA to fulfill it. That doesn't work that way. I don't know. It does. I haven't I haven't spliced DNA recently, so it's been a while for me. But here's the thing. Okay, so recently, endangered or extinct organisms, you can take the nucleus out, and through somatic cell nuclear transfer, you can put them into egg of similar animals and make a clone of the extinct thing. Okay. Case in point, the gower. Go on. So the gower is some sort of an ox beast that grew up in Asia... 
which is not doing too well anymore. And this company called ACT made a cloned baby Gower. Wait, and the Gower is extinct? Uh, extinct-ish. Okay. In like two- for a long time? I don't know, Chris! Okay. In 2001, they made a baby Gower by taking a nucleus of a dead animal, sticking it in the egg of a cow, and then forcing it to divide and growing it inside that cow's belly. Did that cow want children? No, not at all. It was happy with its career, but society and its expectations forced that cow to become a mother. I mean, how would you feel if you gave birth to a simian? A what? A monkey. What? You, you know, not a human, but a monkey. That's impossible. Well, I mean, that's kind of sounds like what happened with this cow and gower. I guess it is a little bit like that. How would I feel? Yeah. Relieved? Thank God I got that monkey out of me. All right, I guess that's how the cow probably felt. Yeah. Okay. Did the gower live to a nice full life? Nope. We it did. died two days later. Oh, <laughs> this story has a sad ending. Did it die from the telomere theory that we were talking about? No, it died from an infection. Oh. Which goes to show you, bacteria hate clones. It could also just be a comment on the status of Asia. Oh, it wasn't grown in Asia. Oh, where was it grown? United Snakes. Oh, it was here? Mm-hmm. We did that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, but way to be racist against Asia. <laughs> I thought you said Asia. The gower is an Asian animal. Oh, that's what I heard. Yeah. 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 Okay. You hear what you want to hear, which I, is that I Asia, apologize. Asian surgeons use rusty knives. I, mean, I apologize. I apologize. You hear that, Asia? Nerd Outcast podcast. If you're in Asia, I sincerely apologize. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm glad we ironed everything out about cloning. You want to know what time it is now? Hmm? It's time for... Hark! A knockman at my chamber door! Hello. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm Lieutenant Yang, China National Space Administration, Homicide Division. I'm looking for a guy called Chris Bashin. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Bashin. Mr. Bashin, where were you on the night of Wednesday, December 15th? Uh, I, I don't remember. I, at home, I guess. Uh-huh. Can anyone confirm that you were at home on the evening in question? No. What's this all about? This. Dear God! That's right, fella. These satellite pictures of the moon provide hard evidence that someone moitered an innocent young lunar rover called U2. And then brilliantly covered up all the evidence by burying her in a crater! That's right. Unfortunately for the moiterer, the China National Space Administration issued a full-scale investigation to bring justice to whomever undertook this dastardly deed. But why are you here in my pod chamber, the most unassuming place in the world? Cause of this. Gasp! Is that a lock of Chris Bashan's hair? Yes. Wow. This is not cool, Dottore. You're not cool, Dottore. No, you know, this is total crap, right? All right, that's enough out of you, you doity moiterer. Hey, what? Stop it. Let, get, let go. Hey, what the? Take him away, officer. He's a monster. You won't get away with this, Dottore. Bye, Chris. Are they gone? Yes, it's safe to come out now. Cool, Dottore. I am the perfect clone! You sure are, old chum. <laughs> I'm cool, Dottore. <laughs> I'm regular, Dottore. High five. Whoa. <laughs> we are clones. Hey, Chris. Hi, Dottore. Hi. I know you had to come back into the pod chamber to grab your bag and stuff, but before they haul you off to jail, do you I'm know what- I'm still wearing handcuffs. Yeah, that's fine. Do you know what time it is? Uh, I don't know. Howdy-doody time? It's time for plugs! It's uh, time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Do- oh. 
I guess you can't because of the handcuffs. <laughs> Injustice never prevails, Chris. I get it. You see that? Yeah, I see, you what, see you what did. happened here. I see what she did. You see what happened? Yeah. So, Chris, before you go off to the clink, do you have anything you'd like to plug to the internet audience? Sure. Um, if I'm forever to be in jail, uh, you can at least listen to my voice on the Nerd Outcast podcast. Uh, find us in iTunes. Um, you can rate us there if you like the show. Uh, we do all sorts of nerdy topics, and if you have uh, any topic suggestions or comments or questions, you can email them at nerdoutcastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if I'm able to get out of jail, you can find me at the Public House Theater. I'll be teaching a workshop there in March, and I'm also uh, producing a film that will be coming out called The F-Men, which is a superhero comedy, uh, low-powered superheroes, high-powered comedy. Um, that is all that I have right now. Now, real quick, Public House Theater. Yes. In Chicago, Illinois? It is in Chicago. You have to live in the Chicago area, but if you do, <laughs> and you see, want to see what I look like, come out to the Public House. Or if you want to see how I move, play Injustice Gods Among Us, Mortal Kombat, or Lord of the Rings Online. Nice. Look at you. Yes. If you want to know the way I move, just tap a, a big thing of jello. All right. It's fun and edible, Chris. I don't think we have those in jail, Dottore. And now for my plugs. Now, you may have noticed when you tuned into Blaster Podcast that we have a brand spanking new amazing arrangement of our theme song. It was composed by Stephen Poon. He's an awesome musician. He has done music for Our Fair City. And if you're interested in his music, please support him by checking out the band Time Crash at www.timecrashband.com. They are a Doctor Who-themed rock band. Check them out! Ladies and gentlemen, I love your support, especially as we transition into this new year. I love the downloads I've been seeing on the microsodes, and if you have questions for Detore, please do contact me at my Twitter handle, which is at AskDetore. Please subscribe to Blaster Podcast on iTunes. If you haven't yet, you can also find us on Stitcher and at www.blasterpodcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode 22 of Blaster Podcast. I'm looking forward to a fresh new year with funky new episodes and excellent guests. Chris, thank you so much for being my special guest. Thanks for getting me arrested, Detore. Anytime. Of course. <laughs> Go to hell, Chris Passion. Go to hell, Detore. <laughs> hey, you want to see me poop a monkey? No. Okay. I'm just going to go to jail now. All right. I'm going to come back one day and I'm going to haunt you. Sexually? I'm out. <laughs> Sexually? I'm going to haunt you <laughs> like a hurricane. No! <laughs>